This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hey, welcome along to the workroom. This is exactly what the bonus content in the Sissy That Pod bonus feed sounds like for this season of Drag Race Hispania. I'll be covering it more or less fortnightly with Charlie Slays, who runs the RuPaul's Drag Race fan page over on Twitter and who I met at DragCon and, you know, loves Drag Race as much as you or I. Um, So I'm really looking forward to us, you know, recapping it together as my kind of second co-host and to give you a glimpse into what the episodes are going to sound like. I'm going to release the first one which covers episode one and two of Drag Race Hispania into the main feed and if you like the sound of it and want to hear the rest of the season please come and join us over in the premium feed of the workroom. You head over to headstuffpodcasts.com it's only five euro a month and yeah you'll be able to join us and hear all our thoughts on Hispania. But for now let's get into the first chat with Charlie Slays. It is a new day in the workroom and today I am joined by the glorious Charlie Slays as we get into Drag Race Espana season three. Charlie, thanks for being on the pod. Woo, thank you for having me. I've never been called glorious before. I like that. I'm putting that in my bio right now. Dude, dude, glorious. So you'll be here, you know, on a recurring seat as my co-host for Espana. Uh, this episode is is out there for everybody, but we'll be mostly lurking over in the bonus feed. Um, so we'll be doing a great job of selling you this this recap <laughs> of the first two episodes. Um, but first, how do where does Espana, you know, stack up for you amongst the ever sprouting? Uh, franchises oh, I absolutely adore the Spanish queens like I think there is something there that we have in common with the Spanish queens and like the Canadian queens and probably the down under queens and it's that sense of humor I just think that there's a very similar vibe in what we find funny now sometimes that goes a bit off piste let's not lie there's been some acting challenges in previous seasons of Drag Race Espana where I've just been like I am so lost I am so lost into what they're doing here and what's going on but I think they have incredible, incredible passion. They um, are so artistic. You know, they have this kind of like surrealist vibe about them, which you don't sometimes see in some of the seasons that are more prominent, like the American and the and the, the UK season. And um, and yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I have to say, I got kind of halfway through season two and then fell behind. And spoiler gates happen, and you just like you lose the will to live a little bit, don't you? And you're like, oh, I can't even catch up without it happening. So I'm really keen to be on this journey of season three with you and be like, got to be a good boy and watch my episodes and not get it spoiled for me. Because <laughs> season two is kind of when the franchise pulled out of the gate in terms of, yes. you know, the other ones. Like the first two episodes, I think were like that, especially that talent show in season two was one of the most yeah. highest rated you know episodes of the of the whole franchise and right it was phenomenal wasn't it we had opera transformers it was just like they really yeah like you say they absolutely kind of blew everybody away i think and um so there was a lot of pressure on these queens and that sometimes i think is when the queens lose it slightly when you've had an amazing season we're thinking you know uk season two and then the season three queens come in it's a big thing to live up to and i do think personally a couple of the queens have already started fumbling to that pressure a little bit yeah, I can definitely see see that as well. And I really like that this season, the production is really leaning into what the fans want. Like episode two being a whole episode on Eurovision. Episode three seems good. It's going to be Espana's first ball. You yes. know, 
we're you know they're giving us what we want and also how have we got three seasons of spaniel and not had a ball yet what is going on because these queens are fashion queens so yeah i'm i'm really excited for that one already i don't know did, you probably didn't watch bell belgique but that was one thing that like i noticed well they don't they didn't do a ball and a ball seems to be one that not a lot of the international franchises are doing for some reason is it too long for them to fill on the runway or something i don't know i mean possibly and maybe i mean you know you never know what rue's up to as well maybe rue likes to keep the balls for herself maybe she's like no i'm the i'm the queen of balls and uh we haven't we haven't ever had a three look ball in uk no, we haven't yet. We haven't had a three look. No, I think you're right. Maybe it's just the filming time. Yeah. You know, they're kind of in and out on these other seasons, aren't they? It's not like season 15 where it's like two years long. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. here's your here's your four weeks <laughs> perform you know, when yeah. you go home. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like I'd love a ball in the UK as well. So I'm glad like I'd have to double check to see. I think there probably has been another franchise that's on a ball, but like Hispania could be. Has Canada? I think Canada might have done a ball. Yes. Oh no, they're going to tell you. You're testing my knowledge now. I'm going to get read online. Oh, so called drag race fans. Yeah. Can't remember when the balls are. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, trolls. I'm ready. <laughs> they did the Seven Deadly Sins ball, definitely for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, that was, yeah. So, yeah, other than Canada. But again, Canada's very close to America in terms yes. of, you know, the drag style. So, I, 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 European ball, please. You know, a European ball. Yeah. We're Bring on the European balls. <laughs> So the first episode is um, the talent show. Yeah. How close to season two did you think it, it stacked up? Yeah. I mean, look, I'll be honest. There was some queens that, you know, they put some effort in and they wanted to make a big splash. I have a problem with talent shows in Drag Race. And that is I am so over these clack to the clack, clack, clack. This is my club song. This is yeah, me. I'm, I'm queen. To smash the the crown. Crown. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm bored. So and there was a few of those. Um, some queens, you know, they, they did that kind of vibe, but a new spin to it. I mean, Bestia was amazing for me. I think that she she started on that piano moment and I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. And there was some there was some dodgy vocals. Let's not deny it. But they're singing live. There's a lot of pressure. Um, and uh, who was it with Hornella who did her version of um, I think it was Robin's. Yeah. Dancing on my own. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God, I know this tune. How so amazing. I, was like, I wrote down a dancing on my own esque song and then I was like, oh, no, actually, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just that. <laughs> it's a bit esque. Oh no, it yeah. is. Um, yeah, I mean, Chuchi. I'm gonna say Chuchi kind of disappointed me because when it started with this kind of Dia de la Moitos vibe, and then the two dancers kind of rose up gradually from behind her, I was like, oh my god, this is epic. This is really exciting. And then it went into a clack, diddy clack, clack, clack. I'm gonna stand here and do the splits, and then get pulled up by the dancers. My platforms are too tall to get up again. And I was just like, oh, you've lost me. Like the originality, it dissipated quite quickly on that one for me. Yeah, it, it was a tricky one because I totally understood Javier Ambrosi's uh, critique. But then mm-hmm. I could totally understood the frustration from Chuchi, which is like, I need you, I want you to compare me for who I am rather than just because of where I'm from. Yes. But then, but I was then like, but you are something... giving all yeah. the signifiers of Canary and Drag as well. So I was, Absolutely. you know, yeah. like none of the other queens went out there and were compared to Sharon or mm-hmm. Onyx. But mm-hmm. she was directly compared to Drag Setlas. And I guess that is tough. Yeah, it is tough. And I think that it's also, you know, 
being an amazing drag performer, you've got to have that USP, right? That's what makes these kind of the performers stand out. And I think a couple of them struggled on what is my USP? What is my, I've got the stage, you know, this world stage of drag, and what am I going to show about myself? And I think a lot of them fell back on just doing what they thought was a bit of an original song. I mean, Macarena, God bless her. I mean, God bless Macarena. Uh, she was. I have to say, friend of the show because we did have her on the, on the no, show I before. Love her. She I is was great. So excited. This was so bad. Excited. So excited to see her back on the show. And, you know, can you imagine that pressure of being first to go home and then getting called back and being like, for the love of God, please, please don't let this happen to me twice. And so she kind of went all out with that song and um, she wasn't having a, ga- a a good day. She was not having a good day vocally. And also, I don't know what the people trying to get through the Andrex toilet paper behind her was all about. That was that was quite <laughs> strange. That was so unnecessary. Yeah, it didn't really uh, work. Did no, it? no. And you just, I just felt for her. I was like, oh, don't, don't do this. You know what I mean? And, and I think... If she'd have come out and maybe done like a comedy thing or something, it would have had much more, it would have had a better impact. Well, one thing I think it did well was that it, it allowed for these sort of cabaret comedy moments like Vanilla Vanilla, I think is the uh, we're going Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with um, you, yeah. Vanilla where, Vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that do you remember that UK girl group Vanilla? No way, no way. Do, oh my do, god, banana. Yeah. <laughs> Iconic. Where is that lip sync, RuPaul? Oh Um, my God, bring it on. um, Yeah, she did like, her skit of the boyfriends in the bed was actually really good. And I think it was good. Well, it was good because it was good, but it ended, it translated well because she actually had a good bit of time with it. It wasn't like Derek Barry, All-Stars 5, give me all your best impressions in a minute. (laughs) Poor Derek. And you know what makes great TV? Such a travesty. Still not over that. Still not over that. that Going home first. Yeah, I agree. When when uh, Vanilla started, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if this one is one good one. Those kind of really long winded sketches without a punchline. And then you know, there's Hot Men. It's a good distraction. I was like, okay, you've got you've got my attention back. And it was it was clever. It was funny. And it was original. And you know, it's kind of like when you think of Irene Dubois on her season trying to do the making a glass of water. It's an original concept, but it's about also how you execute it and luckily for Vania the judges were eating it up quite quickly they were in on the gag they were they were buying into it and that's why I think they did quite well in that challenge and I know Maria ends up going home lesser but I actually kind of enjoyed that like I know they were saying oh you didn't lip sync properly in the door didn't play I was like I don't care like this is so new and fresh for me on this show and it was so over time and I could know exactly what she was going for that I was like I don't want to uh, you know, dock this points because I don't mm. want to discourage other people from doing this because it's so new and fresh. Well, th- I think the problem with they docked the points because she was completely out of sync for half of it. <laughs> I think that was the main issue with what she was doing because she wasn't doing it very well. Yes. Um, but I agree with you. I have actually seen some queens pull off the secretarial skit, which it is, it's a known thing. People have done it before. And I've seen them pull it up. I think I've seen Pandora Box do it. Like, oh, she do. Point, and it was amazing. Uh, Maria did not, she did not execute it. But again, like those, like Supreme said, there are nerves present and we know that and we appreciate that. But at the end of the day, this is television. You've got your five minutes. You better, you better kill it. You better kill it. Yeah. 100%. Um, can we talk about Pink Chiroda? Yeah, Chidora. Yeah. Chidora, apologies. I'm going to do that loads, guys. That's Don't fine. Me. That's fine. Um, 
it, that might be one of my least favorite original songs in the history of Drag Race. This, um, I'm Natural Candy. I'm from the House of Bambi. She looked like she forgot the moves. I think she got off very easily in this in in that first week. I think she got points because it was a good beat. <laughs> you rhymed candy with candy. Oh no no, I'm not in the rhyming scheme. <laughs> Like whoever produced the beat, like I was like, I actually might stick this on as a, just for the beat, whatever, like candy, candy, whatever it was. So I was kind of feeling it, but she, she has such a weird vibe. Like, yeah, you, I think you know after watching all these shows and talking about it, you get this sixth sense for an early out, and it's mm-hmm. like it's something in the name, it's something mm-hmm. in the presence, and she gave me all the markers of an early out, other than the fact that she walked in first. Yes, agreed. Yeah. And also she um they tend to give quite a lot of confessional time to an early out queen because they just try and like give her a bit of time at the beginning of the season. And she was getting a lot of confessional time. But I think that's because probably like me in English, what she does in Spanish is just talk so bloody quickly. They don't know when a sentence is even gonna win and she gets loads of airtime. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems to work for her. Uh, it's working, it's working. Who was your favourite out of interest? Um First episode, I, I I began to think, okay, even before the talent show, Bestia is my favorite, and then obviously, some there's some you know compulsion I have towards um, female drag queens. So obviously, I instantly loved Clover Bish. Yes, yes, I think everybody all the way all instantly fell in love with Clover Bish. Yeah. Like, you know horrifically robbed in episode two but we'll come on to that i'm yeah. sure um but yeah did it did but did enough one of those clickety clackety clack clack songs and i was like oh you're coming in as the first like cis woman performer on on a drag race espana stage and you're doing something that loads of queens before you have done and are gonna do again i don't know i mean she made this really valid point as a female drag queen she has to kind of go bigger and bolder and better than everyone else around her to really stand out so what was that talent show thing? I don't know. I think that she could have done something a bit more, a bit more attention maybe. But I also sure. think it is her brand in a way that I don't think it's Pink yeah. Chidora's brand. Yes. <laughs> I think probably, like this probably, is Clover yeah. Bish. Like she's, she's, I think she's the youngest and she's 24. Wow. You can see, see her, like if you go to a Clover Bish show, you know it's going to be this sort of like kind of Rosalia inspired, mm. you know, ass kicking drag queen. So, yeah. yes, I agree. I don't love the, the lip sync songs, but mm. at least hers felt on brand. True. Very, very true. Yeah. And I think that what it did show is that she's got a lot to give. She's an incredible performer and that's going to do her great stead going forward in the competition. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go to the Queens one by one, but first let's briefly discuss episode two and the, and the maxi challenge. It was a Eurovision themed episode, a really fun mini challenge, which was basically like an episode of Pointless, really. It was kind of just a bit, a bit of fun. And then, <laughs> like, when I, the promo of like, they're going to learn the choreo for slow mo by uh-huh. Chanel at uh-huh. the 2022 Eurovision, I was like, yes. I mean, yes. you know, you know what We're those here. bags want to do. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I then, I then I watched the video of Chanel at Eurovision 2022 again and I cried. <laughs> Oh, God bless you. <laughs> I was like, I'm just so proud of her. So I had high expectations. Overall, it was mm-hmm. an absolute mess. And I think part of the mess was the fact that they were both on there at the same time. I thought they were going to split them up. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, absolutely. And also, you know what really didn't help them is those shady, shady producers showing little clips of the real slow-mo as they were doing their versions of it. Like, so cruel. So, so cruel. But genius. I love you, producer of Drag Race. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was very messy. It was very weird. I thought when they came out all together, you know, one group in those kind of like, yeah, all right, I'm feeling this core city vibes with the bodysuits and all that. That was quite fun. And then this weird lilac, palmer violet theme that the other group had going on and I thought maybe they'll do a little like against each other bitch perfect vibes and then would go off and one would team would perform and no you're right they just kind of everyone hung out on stage it looked an absolute mess it looked like no one knew where they were really going um the Chanel from the second group uh oh my Paquita? god who is Paquita who is absolutely amazing loved her talent show forgot to mention that it was amazing she looked lost I mean she looked like she'd wandered on the stage and just been like oh I yeah she just like she turned around and was taking a shit on the stage or her back <laughs> to the correct like it was like what do you like rule number one for anyone who's ever been on stage is don't turn your back to the audience don't turn your back <laughs> no I know it was weird and I think her energy really fumbled the whole of that group I'll be honest, because when someone has been told you're kind of going to be the front person, you're leading it, you're going to be the, the Nicole Scherzinger, we're going to be the Pussycat Dolls, you're you're putting your energy and, um, you know, time into that person and you, you're you expecting them to lead the show. And she didn't. She didn't lead it. She, she looked lost. She looked confused. Clover Bish, who was amazing, I think she looked better in the rehearsal than actually on the main stage moment. I mean, she outdanced the choreographer in the rehearsal. If you watch it back, she was like outdancing him. Well, she was doing it side, like she was doing all the dances. The the yeah. kind of is it the the not dirty dancing the no flash dance moment where she like oh, yes. put, yeah. curves her back, you know, and like yes. Uh, yes, she was doing all the beats, and then she didn't really do it in the final performance for whatever reason. I don't know if her outfit was holding her back a little bit. Something to me about the outfit felt off. The great big heavy kind of purple leather jacket. That's not what you go on. The outfits were awful. were awful. Really, they were awful. It was really awful. It was like a really bad Kate Sniera. I was like, I'm not feeling this at all. And I don't know, were they provided costumes or was purple like the only color that they had? It looked like they were they were like, here's the material you're all making your costumes out of sort of vibe. Right. That's so unfortunate. Because even um, Vania's team had mm. like the black leotard, which worked mm. better, but they paired it with like a red like yeah. Irish dancing style wig <laughs> that I was yeah. like what I'm glad a you made that choice. reference and not me but yeah I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna have okay. to <laughs> I didn't write that down I promise you I wasn't very <laughs> um, yeah no I'm, I'm 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 with you a thousand percent and um, for, and honestly when they first came out that was my first reaction what are they all wearing like I couldn't even get into the initial thing because I was like I was quite shocked like the only one I quite enjoyed was Hornella because so I think mother Javier's made this comment that you can always tell it's Hornella because of her painting, the way that she looks. She's giving me a horror vibes and I'm kind of really into it already. You knew that that was a horror on that stage. She never didn't do the the beat how she wanted to do yeah. it. Didn't care what group challenge she was in. And, you know, and, um, and Pink, she, you know, the bread bit was funny. I get it. It was adding a little bit of humour. It was like, I'm going to come out. I know I can't dance. I'm going to stuff my face with bread. Kind of giving me Jasmine Masters back on that Soul Train challenge. Do you remember that moment when Rue is like, where did she get the bread? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I can actually, I'll know, I always remember Rue going, where did you get the slice? But I never remember who it is. Thank you for reminding me of Jasmine Masters. In my mind, that morphed straight into Heidi in closets going, I love toast. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I want to, can someone super cut that? Super cut. Lee Dawson if you're listening yes Lee <laughs> 
wherever they went. I think they're doing OnlyFans now. Oh, oh my God. Give me one second. I need yeah. to quickly pop on my phone and check an email. <laughs> um, someone we've not even mentioned is Kelly Rowler. How are you feeling? I mean, I was quite shocked that Kelly came out and did this routine in skates as well. Like, is she genuinely going to do skates the whole way through? Is she going to Robbie Turner her way through the whole competition? I don't, I don't know. I want her to. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Only because of the I chaos say, of it. I what's, yeah, what sort of sick bastard I am. But I, like, I kind of, like, I'm disappointed when she's, when she's on, on the ground, when she's, like, touching the ground. <laughs> oh, you want her in the workroom in the skates, like, up in <laughs> no, the no, hotel no. If in she's, the <laughs> If she's in drag, she needs to be on skates. Okay, okay, cool, yeah. She, I mean, kudos to her for staying completely on brand. I love the commitment. I'm actually really enjoying the commitment. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, the, the whole change was a bit of a mess. It was giving me Dragaton vibes from UK Season oh, 3. Yeah. 20,000 people on stage with a backing track that felt like it was out of sync. The judges looked a bit horrified by what they were watching. And I think we were all feeling that. The only one who wasn't was the one, the Eurovision. I'm sorry, her name. Can you remember it? Soraya? Soraya, that's it. I mean, she was having the best day out ever. I think they just like, she was having a great day. Everyone else, I think, including the audience, was thinking this is not what it should have been. It was like you say, it was a big build up for slow mo for this big Chanel moment. They had Chanel who gave loads of really amazing advice, not um, at the beginning. And um, yeah, it was just a bit of a major disappointment, I think. Yeah. And unlike Dragathon, this actually sounded like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this had potential to be good. <laughs> oh, you're never getting on Drag Race UK for a makeup challenge now, mate. That's it. <laughs> I'm sure they would say it themselves, I'm sure. Yeah, no, true, true, very true. Okay, let's ask, go to the Queen. drag Lexa, shall we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so some of those challenges, like, you know, as we talked about all the time, you're like, God, how do you decide who did the worst here? Like, they were all, you know, mediocre at a shit challenge. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was very hard. I think, look, Clover came out and did the thing. Um uh, there was an, another queen, I'm just trying to quickly <laughs> peruse my nose, because <laughs> there was a couple who kind of felt like they were trying, you know, they were they were really going like, okay, this is not but the best thing we've ever had to I do. I couldn't really tell them apart, though, because none of no, them were that, like yeah. in their own sort of style, really, that I was like, and I don't know them that, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're right, do you know what, sometimes the... These things are really tricky this early on in the season because we don't know the queens yet. We haven't been able to kind of almost pick them out from the crowd. So when they do a challenge that's this kind of mishmash, everyone's doing everything at the same time, it's really tricky for any queen to kind of stand out. You know, yeah. thinking back to challenges like Bitch Perfect in the American season, okay, they were very early on, but every queen, like, their name popped up. They had their own little moment. And there was none of that. It was literally like, get on that stage, do that choreography, don't fuck it up, and good luck. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get our Glamour's on Airways moment, you know, where we got everything. No, oh, we need some more of those. How I miss (laughs) (laughs) The heady days. The heady days. (laughs) Let's go through the Queens. We'll discuss kind of just our overall thoughts and then the runway looks. The first look was Spain is different. So based on a... Oh, yeah, They said it was based on a cliche of Spain... Yeah, and then yeah. once you saw the looks, you were like, "Well, that's not really what we're we're no. seeing." Um, no. And then the second they one should have was... come out in some like horrible Union Jack dresses and some Crocs and a lobster tan, and we'd have been like, "Oh, it's Brits on holiday." Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I was waiting for that. Yeah, like I suppose we'll get into it. And the second one then was historic Eurovision looks for Spain, yeah. which is then yeah. you know, and I love runways like that because. You know, it's like everyone has a different concept and they go with it because I'm more of a concept person than a fashion person. Like when mm. the category is 
like LeMay. And it's yeah. like, oh, this is how Oscar de la Renta did LeMay back yeah. in, you know, 2008. I'm like, I don't get the reference, baby. Like, but yeah. if, you, if you say I'm dressed up as Ruth Lorenzo, I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. I love Ruth Lorenzo. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. I nearly didn't even get the name out. I was so excited. Yeah. Ruth Lorenzo. Ruth Lorenzo. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so let's let's discuss first into the workroom. Pink Chadora. Okay. Yeah. I guess we've kind of discussed her a bit already. How in your gut, how far do you think she's going to make it in the competition? Um, I reckon that she's either going to be gone in the next couple of episodes, or she's going to be one of those narrators of the season that makes it quite far through. Because what she does do is give good confessional, and they do tend to love the queens that that have that. She isn't polarizing enough to be annoying yet i don't think but she definitely could border that line for me yeah and she also like there's a few moments was it uh kelly roller who was like asking her about her relationship status she was like yeah, yeah. with my husband 15 years yeah. you know and like kelly was like oh so you've had the same dick for 15 years and like yeah. she yeah. seemed like kind of like Ugh, at that so i don't know i don't know how well she plays w- with others which means we might get a bit of drama mm. from her. yeah i agree but i think the judges like her I think that there's a little spark in those judges' eyes when when Pink is on stage. And um, I just, I don't know, that's just going to work in her favour. I don't know her her history. I don't know if she's very well known in Spain. I don't know if she's um, a hashtag penetration fan favourite. Um, <laughs> but I think <laughs> all the references, I'm even blurring myself on that one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've got, I've, I'll be honest with you, I'm on the fence with her. I'm not sure if she is going to be one of those we're seeing loads of her because she's not going to be around for very long. Or if she's going to be a bit of a like Lady Camden vibe in that, I felt that they were pushing Lady Camden as an early out and then she ended up going obviously all the way to the finale. So yeah, not 100% on that one. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, about Lady Camden, I was like, what episode she going home on? And then all of a sudden she got to the end. I was like, when? I, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I know her point of view in drag yet. And like, like I said, all the markers of an early out, except first in, and now she's handed this win for yeah. a two second gag in a yeah. dance challenge yeah feels <laughs> feels that she's here to stay basically rigor morris baby rigor <laughs> morris it really was yeah and i think that the um the unfortunate thing for pink chadora is that the fans didn't like that the fans are all over clover bish was robbed already and that never bodes well for a queen i think that that's like that's the producers knowing they're almost kind of winding us up a little bit and being like well we can use her for that so I think we might see a few more of those rigor Morris moments from her. Yeah. Uh, um. On the on the runway, I yeah. don't know if I like. So her first uh, look was that oh, the leather, leather thing. but it was like a leather flamenco dress. I didn't really understand what the what the what the cliche was, but I thought no. it actually looked good. Do you know what I loved about it? I love the color palette. I'm here for the kind of tan, black, and red. I thought that was really cute. Her hair was drowning her fucking face what the hell was going on it was literally like you could just see like eyes like the yeah. whole time on the stage just these little scared eyes and um it looked heavy oh my god it looked really it heavy. looked heavy she didn't help that her, her shoulders were down by her ankles like she was weighed down yeah by that. she was yeah and not, then her second look was cool. the uh chiki liquerta uh eurovision look who's like yeah i wasn't entry. familiar with not familiar with this performer um and um i 
I got that it was like a homage to that person, but I didn't like it. I didn't like the hair. I didn't like the bad glasses. I didn't like, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't a fan, but she was being that person and doing her homage to that. So I, I get that part. And yeah. did another queen do it? Another queen revealed into it? Yes, someone did. Visa yeah. um, did. Um, I mean, you're, I think you're more of a Eurovision person than possibly I am. Is this person in the regions of iconography in Eurovision? Uh, I, ne- I didn't recognise them. Like, I, I, I researched right. them for this. Um, <laughs> Not just me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I remember my favourites. But, like, the, I, they were wearing what that person wore, mm. which wasn't that nice. But I think mm. they gave... They gave me a good idea of if I was to look up Rodolfo Chiquili Cuerta now, yeah. I'd know what to expect. I think that was True. successful. So what was the battery thing? I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't think she, I think that if you were, if you're a fan of that person, or of that person, great. If you don't, but then look, I'm sure that's like, you know, Spanish Drag Race fans watching Drag Race UK and being like, you know, who's Kim Woodburn? Like, I, I get that. So, and I quite like being new to something. And um, they were talking about feathering in the workroom and um, a guy showing his feather. And um, I tweeted out, what's the reference? I didn't know what's going on and obviously found out through some amazing people. Thank you for tweeting back and being like, it's about, you know, presenting feminine and your femininity and that's called your feather. And I was like, wow, like, I love learning about queer stories and queer terminology from other countries. It's one of the things I love about other drag race franchises and this moment for her on the on the stage is maybe she's introducing that performer to the rest of us i don't know but what it had to do with batteries and a bad mohawk i've got no idea no no do i <laughs> and and yeah i i totally agree my favorite thing i say it all the time my favorite part about any of them is the cultural exchange you know yes yeah i do really like yeah. it yeah um so yeah interesting character in that i really don't know where she's gonna land she mm. seems to be bigging her up herself as a comedy queen. So yeah. I hope she stays around for the comedy challenges. Um, yeah. but I mean, she's I... got to make it for a ball. I'm not hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by some of the things already, I'm feeling a bit uneasy about her okay. getting through the ball. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will see. Hornella Gongora, um, yeah. the queen of electro cabaret, apparently. I'm I'm warming up. That was a long pause her. after that. We both went mm. <laughs> cabaret. Mm. <laughs> I'm warming up to her. Yes. Yeah. I, I... Again, I don't necessarily get her yet. Yeah, like the the Robin number was mm. good. Yeah. She had an interesting voice. Yeah. I really liked her flamenca, you know, ninja fan thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she yeah. gave us. Um, what the the nicer of the two Nina looks on the Eurovision one because hers was like the crushed velvet pink dress yeah. with the big black bows. Sure, I mean draggy. I think she, she gave us the draggy version. Yeah, mm-hmm. I she go, I I think I prefer Macarena's okay. because I quite liked that more couture version of it. Um, but yeah, definitely gave us the more the more draggy version, which I really enjoyed. Hornella is one of those queens where they are maybe saving some of her attitude for later in the competition. Um, she had a bit of a history with one of the other queens. I'm trying to remember which one that was when they came in and she was like, oh, we haven't spoken in a while. We used to work together. I don't know. Ke- I think it was Kelly Roller. Kelly Rowley, you're so right. It was Kelly Rowler. So I don't know if they're going to play into that, lean, in, lean into that a bit more. I think Hornella is, is kind of, quietly assessing the rest of the competition if i'm honest and i think that she's done okay in the first two episodes but hasn't really given us much to write home about at the same time 
Yeah, the judges seem to like her more than I do at any given time. <laughs> so, yeah. are you not feeling her? Are you? I'm not anti her. Like in the way right. that, like you know, someone like Visa, I hear the name and I go, "You're yeah. not for me," and then like repeatedly surprises me. Yeah. Whereas Hornella, I kind of expect more from, and I'm like, "All right, yeah, that, that was kind of cool." I'm here for them calling Visa Mastercard constantly. I can't yes. help myself. Like, that I love great. it. For everything <laughs> else, is Mastercard. That was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the first one that I think really sort of kind of kind of got me excited, I suppose, was Paquita, who came in third. What was your first impression? Yeah, yeah I think Paquita, stunning. You know, like any queen that's just like stunning. I'm already feeling quite sold. I'm like, I'm happy to, I'm happy to sit back and watch you be on my television for quite a few weeks. To be honest with you, has come out with some really really um cool cool fashions so far. I think she's definitely a queen who knows herself and knows what she wants to put across. Um, little element air of smugness. I'm not going to lie. There's a little element there, but you know, Hey, at the end of the day, I think in juxtaposition to most of the fandom, I'm quite here for the drama and for the Queens that are going to give us a little bit of a snipe and a little bit of that. You know, we don't always all love each other in life. Let's be honest with you. And these, these guys are here to make a television show. Paquita, I think is kind of sitting back again, a bit like Hornella and going, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. And I think the clever Queens do this a lot. They go through the first couple of episodes. They, you know, they show a little bit themselves. They come with some good fashions. They come with some good ideas, but they don't show you everything straight away. And I think she's one of those Queens me yeah and then she probably should have showed us more in the uh eurovision challenge <laughs> yes yes so that was her oh, first yes. slip up but like yeah. i loved her okanya uh mm-hmm. look in the first runway mm-hmm. <clears throat> again like you know this particular artist isn't a, a cliche of spain but i guess it's something about spain i imagine it was like kind of more of a hometown look in the original brief and then they kind of maybe tweaked it a bit yeah i agree yeah yeah um, and then she did one of the reveals where she went from one person called alzucar into another person called tony who i couldn't mm-hmm. uh find and then into a third alzucar mm-hmm. um Moreno, who was apparently the 1990 Eurovision entrant. Um, I just look good in all of them, to be fair. But yeah, again, I, mean, I didn't I, know who these ladies were. So No, I didn't. Again, I didn't know the references. However, I did tweet out, you know, look, free reveals from an LBD. That's amazing. To wear nothing but a little black dress and give us three characters or three looks. I think that's pretty incredible. And the last reveal, what I love about a good reveal is you don't see it coming. You know, not stomping out on the runway in a disco ball. You are literally coming out in a little black dress and then the whole thing went like bloody Elsa doing Frozen on Broadway. And then she had this amazing kind of lacy corset number. And I think she, it was beautiful. I really, I really liked that. That that moment there made me think she's got more to offer than not doing very well in a challenge and deserved a second chance. Because I think she was very close to being in the bottom. But she also looked amazing as yeah. Chanel. Chanel, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so annoying that she didn't perform, you know. And she really didn't perform. She, yeah, it was an absolute wasted opportunity. One that I think she probably will kick herself about in, in future episodes. I think so. Episodes. Yeah. Um, and I also love her uh, confessional look. Like, mm. yeah. So gender androgynous in this, like, yes. flamenca-leaning way. Yeah. Uh-huh. The brows, her brows are so fierce in the confessional. They are literally touching the ends of her ears. I mean, I live, I live. (laughs) One thing we haven't discussed, and I I know why, because there's nothing to say, is the mini challenge. (laughs) Are we talking? Okay, right. So 
the farmyard animal ones, I don't know what producer walked down to the nearest fancy dress shop in Spain and just went, well, just take all your farmyard animals and make the queens wear these and then made them lay in the driest mud I've ever seen in my whole life. But genius, because it was so bad. (laughs) It was was awful. It really knocked the momentum out of the first episode. I agree. Because you're excited. They're all in the room. Let's go. And then it's Even this Supreme side. looked tired. Supreme looked tired doing that. Like, Jesus Christ. And there's 13 of these to do. Like, you know, even by the second one, Supreme was just like looking at the pit crew. Like, oh, I'm so It's like, this. oh, well, we've had a donkey and we've had a horse. Now we have a bull. <laughs> and a fly. Wow. Yeah, it was it was bad. I mean, also, uh, the, in the second episode, though, I'm not going to lie, if I was uh, finding myself in the workroom of Drag Race, and then they were like, there's a geography challenge, I'd be like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, are you kidding me? I did not come on here with thousands of pounds worth of downery to be shown <laughs> up for someone who couldn't tell you where France or Italy was. <laughs> So are you saying you are saying you wouldn't be able to show a friend's I'm terrible. Okay. This is like slight <laughs> confession time. For a quite a long time in my life, I thought Berlin was a country. Don't judge me, okay? Like I I'm it's just not my thing. It's not my well, thing. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you to speak for your your country brethren now. My granddad loves <laughs> loves pointless. Right, always watches pointless. Okay, and he always goes, "Why are the Brits so bad at geography?" <laughs> Do you have any reason for it? Is it how it's taught? I don't know. Oh, babe, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we have no hot geography teachers. That's my response. So that, that, <laughs> or maybe no they're all too any, hot that you don't. Yeah, no one's paying any attention. <laughs> so, like, I'm always like, you probably just remembered the bad ones. Like, some woman named like named a country and she said Paris, or whatever. I was like, I'm sure there's plenty of people who know it. Anyway, so yeah, you, yeah, you you would be confirming my my granddad's stereotype. <laughs> yeah, my my fiance is Polish and he mocks me for it constantly. Okay. I mean, he's like, I'm surprised you find your way out of the house most of the time. Because <laughs> it's, just, it's just terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. Maybe, but maybe we're good at uh, a geography because we're a small island, so we have to get out of here and we have the cheapest yeah. airline in Europe so we can go wherever we want. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I think most Brits are like, which way is Spain for the holiday? Yeah, all right. I've just got to go down. I've just got to go straight down. I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Mini trends we... have not been the one so far. Not... Yeah. Well, no. the, the Spanish gays weren't, were, you know, weren't doing that much better either, to be fair. But yeah, then, th- then they came through with their name that tune, uh-huh. um, Eurovision game, which yeah. was like, was a bit of fun. And of course, you know, they, yeah. got, the, they got the do's panel, they got the no pop panel. It was a bit, Love a bit that. of that. Yeah, it was good fun. Supreme looked like they were having a, a bit more fun during that mini challenge. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And you know what? It's like the it, it, the the cattiness of the Spanish queens. They do it so well because it doesn't come across as super mean. But when they were really, you know, fucking up where places were going, there was a lot of eye rolling and like really queens going on in the confessionals. But it never comes across as really mean. They just they do it in such a good way. I don't know if it's like a Latin thing or something. It's like the the passion and the you know. But they just yeah they they had a bit of fun with that geography challenge. But no more, please. I don't want to see any more. Those. I like the ones in the American where they make them like tart up a jumpsuit and can't have a character. Like I'm I'm more into that kind of vibe, but no more farmyard animals. Yeah, no I think when I was watching of... the farmyard challenge, I was thinking of like I'd like to go back and like chart the golden age of the mini challenge. Uh, yes. I think it's like cha- season four to yeah. seven. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, and that one during uh, UK where they made them dance around the Maypole, because that was genius. <laughs> <laughs> Honourable mention. Every, every other country is watching that going, wow, British people really do this. And we were going, we never fucking yeah. do that. So. <laughs> it's not a Swedish thing. I didn't know. Yeah, it was so strange. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, next up was uh, Bestia. Again, my favourite from the first episode. Loved the pink jacket. Loved the vibe, the hand movements her narration standpoint mm. obsessed with the serrano ham look oh my god obsessed yeah Fucking i mean, loved it even vegans have got to love that look surely like it was just absolutely incredible and you know my highlight of that whole look was the teeny tiny piece of serrano ham on her forehead, on the head, i just yeah. absolutely loved it i really thought that was like such a a funny little comical element in what could come across as a very like fashion almost taking myself a bit too seriously none who's been engulfed by serrano hand look but she she made it her own and and the beat was incredible as well i mean her her beat is phenomenal so good so it good. was so just supposing to her eurovision look which was i think like mm. some flop for spain awful um, absolutely awful which was like little red it's just like she just yeah. looked like a normal woman and she was even talking she was almost kind of apologizing for the talking yeah. head to be like this yeah. isn't me but I, I have to hit the brief so, so why did you bring it then do you know what i mean i sometimes this is this was me screaming at my laptop watching this episode when she was saying that i was like but then why did you do it why did you make it you and you know what you've really shown who you are as an artist in the first episode you can undo all that good work very 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 quickly yeah. by wearing something like that i mean it was and it didn't even fit her properly i was yeah, yeah. i was a bit furious <laughs> yeah it wasn't great like no i mean i don't know the spanish eurovision entries well enough to think of a solution but i do know last ketchup were there yes <laughs> And no one did them. And they did a song called Bloody Mary, I think. Why didn't she dress up as Bloody Mary? Yeah. You know, from Serrano Ham to Bloody Mary. That <laughs> She could just done Wednesday Adams and done a very cool take on yeah. I'm Bloody Mary, but let's catch up. But yeah. when like, she comes it, out at the end it. of the runway, she does the Sarah uh, Hey, uh, hey, hey, yeah, dance. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it would have worked. You've got to stop giving me these 2000s pop throwback moments because it's just <laughs> unlocking memories left, right, and <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I still have high hopes for her, though. I do really like her. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm hoping this was like the dud in her wardrobe and she was thinking, please do this challenge nice and early. Let me get this awful grey dress and really tired wig. We need to have a quick mention of wigs on Drag Race Espana. They're terrible, right? They're terrible. And these queens know by now that you shouldn't be coming onto that stage wearing a wig that it looks like I could buy on Amazon. I'm sorry, but they've been some bad wig moments. And I'm confused because, I mean, why are they doing it? They They know. You know what I mean? I don't I don't get it. Is it a budget thing? Is it uh oh shit, I've got nothing for that. Look, I'll just grab that wig off the shelf and take that with me and hope for the best. I it, yeah, I'm 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 getting as angry as Supreme was. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? You're on television. Sort it out. Well, like Supreme with them all like the whole judging panel had their their boot in. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, it was <laughs> and their looking to tell you why you've also made the same mistake. Like Hopefully they've all learned. But at the end of the day, they can't change the wigs they brought. So, nope. but I think I think he seems to have more of an issue. Sorry, Supreme had more of an issue that the fact that they didn't like you know glue them down properly mm. or they didn't blend them. Like mm-hmm. it seems the more like the and I like that's a more of a reasonable complaint because that's something they could actually do about it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and the padding was folding and everything like that. It was oh yeah, and it, undergarments are showing and all sorts of badness. You know what I mean? And it's like, come on, guys, we know by now. 
like you know you know they're going to call you out for it and you can all go online and moan at michelle for picking up these things and moan at supreme for picking up on these things but that's their bloody job you know what i mean and how many times does rue have to say this is the olympics of drag you know you're not going to get away with it on the main stage and i think it, it lets them down you know it really lets those queens down because it was messy you know they almost had a bit of a shakers queer in love moment where everybody didn't really do very well and it makes it very easy for you to get sent home so you know don't bring the awful gray dress and a bad wig and check out your undergarments yeah. it's very easy <laughs> it's really simple why are we not just doing it ourselves says the two non-drag like, queens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah that's big respect love your art big respect love your art but don't, don't yeah don't critique our online presences thank you very much yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've just lost another hundred thousand followers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is Petita, who gives he's giving us a very Ooh. strong confessional look with the long yeah. flowing uh, hazelnut hair. She yeah. gave us Alas the Thunderfuck, aka Spanish corruption in the first runner look, which that was a very clever look, and mm-hmm. then the gorgeous Agatha Ruiz de la Prada look mm-hmm. um, in the Eurovision runway. The, you know she hasn't disappointed and she said she's a fashion queen and she hasn't disappointed so far very true and and um, that multicolored rainbow dress was absolutely gorgeous you know you want to talk about the olympics of drag she was showing it right here because she took that awful dress if you see the original oh my god like what were they thinking putting that poor woman on eurovision wearing that and she turned it into high drag and that is what you know, I'm expecting from a drag race level drag performer that they can take something that we think, oh my God, that's abysmal and then turn it into this absolute creation. When she turned that stage and the judges went, wow, I was literally wowing at the same time. Like, it's beautiful. It's actually one of the best things I think I've seen on a drag race stage. And that's not me like, you know, blowing smoke up her bum or anything. But honestly, it was it was gorgeous. It was really, really beautiful. I don't know why my mind went here, but when I saw it, I was like, she's dressed like, you know, a Brit Award. It was like something yeah. that you can imagine the Brit Awards yeah. be to be designed as. It was really striking. And I know Supreme told her about the highlighter, but I kind of loved it. I quite like, you know, when the queens that like just their eyes are floating in space because there's so much highlighter on their jawline. Like, I, I was, I was, I liked it. I thought it worked quite well. Yeah, I guess I don't know her well enough to know, is this her thing? Like, even mm. a Mr. Isabel Brooks was heavy on the highlighter, you know. Yes. I can't remember her as a lot. I don't think she had it in the first runway, so maybe he mm. thought, maybe Sabrem thought that she had yeah. overdone it, but... Or were they looking for one thing to pick apart? Because maybe. it was pretty, pretty stunning. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, it was like, before all oh, this lot fought over you, let me just check you on that highlighter. <laughs> How dare you come out and look perfection? How dare you? <laughs> yes. um, Maria Edilia. Oh, um, Maria. I like Maria. Maria reminds me of like some of those queens who were quite early outs in their season. And you just think... I don't think you were ready. I don't think you were ready for this. I think that you didn't maybe bring enough high drag with you and you're standing next to some of these extremely creative fashionista style people and you're just not going to stand up next to them when you're wearing a flamenco apron. And I don't know what you thought (laughs) this was going to be, but, you know, here's my gracias fan see you later it's just not it's just not you're not ready and that's nothing i you know in her confessionals and you know what she does i love this high drag thing where drag queens when they're mouthing they do this little lip quiver 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great for a podcast, you can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, Keenan. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, you can tell that she's talented. And that's why it's a bit frustrating because you obviously are a talented drag performer. You've got onto the programme. But as we know, producers are doing a television show. They've got to pick some to get on there that they think you're not all going to make it to the very end. Otherwise, it's going to be an all-stars vibe or something. I don't know. So I think some of these queens get picked up when they're not quite ready for it. And I feel like Maria is unfortunately one of those queens. But really liked her, really personal. Would love to like meet her at a drag con vibe. I bet she'd be great fun uh, and very entertaining. I would go to a Maria show because she's my kind of drag campion, a bit fabulous, but is not going to stand up next to queens like Pythia and stuff like that. It's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily believe that she wasn't ready for it. I do think, you know, there, the the runway look that we saw wasn't, you know, the most exciting. Um, but she really sold herself as being this comedy queen. And I know she kind of messed up in the comedy challenge. I just, I think I felt a bit hard done by because she was mm. the only plus size queen in there. Yeah. And I yeah. know Clover is a, is a woman of colour, but it's like... It is a lot of white twinks on the a cast. A lot of white twinks. Isn't you know? that every season of Bloody Drag Race at the yeah. moment? No, let's be honest. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Apart from all stars. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and it is a shame when it ends up like that. Um, and I kind of felt bad, you know, that she ended up in the position that she did because, I mean, she's 41. I'm sure she's yeah. been drag for a long time. Yeah. I'm sure she has tricks up her sleeve. Yeah. And I loved that her talent show, and this is, wasn't really her, her doing, but I loved the production that, like, she was yeah. in black and white and the queens were in colour. I just yeah, loved that. that production yeah, style. Great. Brilliant. Yeah, I felt, I feel bad seeing her go. She's one that I kind of feel maybe we missed out. Mm. Not I, I, and I agree with you 100%. I just don't think, runway wise, that she was going to be bringing anything that from the bits we saw and I saw her look that she posted that she was gonna wear for the Eurovision thing and it was a pretty oh god I sound so bitchy here but pedestrian mini dress with daisies stuck onto it and a bob and I was like if that's what you were coming with for, for week two like I just think that it was I don't know she had the vibe about her of an early out queen and you're right as the only plus size queen there I was kind of rooting for her and there was something about her in her confessionals I thought that you know she's an entertaining performer and um I would love to think for example who she might have done for something like Snatch Game not that I would have got the reference but you know I think that it would have been great to see what she could have brought to those style challenges unfortunate for her maybe that it was kind of based off the talent the fashion and that was your only two chances yeah, I, I, if I could compare it to somebody, I would compare it to someone like Oceana Aqua Black. Who, uh-huh, yes. You know, yes. where maybe like the, and we've had her on the show and I hope she's in this, but like maybe the final look doesn't have the best execution, yes. but could pull yeah. it off with charm. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, no, I mean, she was incredible. She, you know, her beat like she fell into a tub of Crowley crowns. Let's not lie about it. But she was one of the most entertaining queens in Canada's Drag Race history for me. I think that she's brilliant. And um, sometimes she used to put down the tweets before she sends them and read them back through. Yeah. We we all saw that recent we, tweet about Twitter, which oh, yeah. from Scrabble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, you do that. Not oh, great. Yeah. Um, you know, so but again, yeah, you're right. A, a good comparison and a queen that you feel like probably had a lot more to show. Um, but I think some of them get swallowed up by some of these bigger personality queens. And um, 
you don't know what's going on in her own thought process as well maybe being a slightly older queen being the only plus size queen you know maybe the confidence started slipping a little bit i think it was very unfortunate that she was the one queen that picked the pigs the farmyard animal i felt like oh my god i like, saw that too i was like oh. oh really bless her and she did her best and she you know rolled around in that clay and tried but i just was felt i felt i mean what a way to kickstart the inner saboteur right i know i know i know i think rue definitely set that one up that's for sure yeah. she's not even there and i think she set that one yeah up. <laughs> yeah no i felt bad yeah but again you know if she had stayed how well she would she have done at the eurovision challenge uh, how I well think... she would she have done at the ball you yeah know. yeah i think there's a lot of alluding which i'm not sure we're allowed to talk about yet that this might not be the only chance these queens are going to get this season yes. so yeah. very interesting to see what's going to happen with her um and yeah, I want to see some more of that really amazing old school drag lip quivering going on. I, I love that. <laughs> uh, okay, next on my list is drag Chuchi. She came mm-hmm. in. I guess we kind of discussed, um, you know, the 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 legacy that came before her in terms of her drag yeah. sisters from the Canary Islands. She gave us a sort of Day of the Dead style song in the in, mm-hmm. in the challenge. She gave us a disco ball into sort of like a Paco Rabanne look for the first runway. And then yeah. she gave us, uh, in my notes, she was the Ruth Loretta. No, she wasn't. She was the... no. She did the four looks in one, yes. and all the, four of them the Spanish books fizz. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was the Spanish, but I wrote the same thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm making my mind up if I like this yeah. or not. No. Uh... <laughs> Well, is um, it a, a picture tells a thousand stories. I can't remember the other song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that it was. I think it was um, Chanel who we've not mentioned actually. Chanel, I quite like. Chanel made the comment of she wore four outfits and all four of them were terrible. Like, I mean, again, bad wigs. Again, I can see your undergarments. Again, why are you saving a reveal for a lip sync? Talk about defeatist. Um, you know, I made a joke about you don't want to rock up on a stage looking like a disco ball. Okay, she did this the disco ball thing, but the reveal was great because the way that ball kind of flew off of her and then the stars all cascaded down, that's when that kind of style review reveal does work. But I think she was a victim of her own you know drag canaria's heritage and um i think that like you say they had very high expectations of these queens now i think for us as an outsider we're just seeing a lot of ball queens with big platform shoes and i was like i kind of want to see something different and i don't think even in these first few episodes she showed that however they were all very complimentary about how amazing she was during that dance challenge how much she helped her fellow queens out and i'm always here for a kind queen so if she's a kind queen then i'm already mourning the loss of her and i hope she'll get a chance to come back because there's not a lot of them out there unfortunately this is a big competition and they're kind of all out for themselves but she obviously spent a lot of time helping her group out and so i kind of love her a little bit for that can we discuss the lip sync to rosalia's the special in which she <laughs> slinked around the stage pretty much entirely naked yeah. And like that is a pet peeve of mine. Like uh-huh. if you if you reveal like if you reveal the underworkings of the drag, I mm. don't like it. I don't like mm. seeing behind the curtain Wizard of Oz curtain. Yeah. But similarly, as a penis owner, I yeah. was fascinated how that stayed in. <laughs> Look, one, this is over. I'll show you how it's done. No, um, I think the thing... No, I know her... the mechanics of it, but like when she did the splits, how did it I not know. come out? It was amazing. I mean, it was amazing. I guess the tape was still on, but yes. She's practised a lot. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. I think she'd practised that a lot. I mean, I'm exactly the same as you. As soon as all the clothes came off, I was like, mm, look, 
you're very attractive you're very body confident you're very body positive you know you have got the physique to go out there and do that and good for you however I think that another queen could easily have wiped the floor with her in that lip sync because felt a bit one trick to just get nude straight away um and I don't know from her it always feels oh, slightly desperate that thing of I'm gonna rip all the clothing off and reveal myself underneath I don't know what it is about that I think it throws me back to when it was uh Latrice versus um Kendra Michaels wasn't it for um uh, you make me feel natural woman yeah and you know she was doing all the clothes were coming off and the splits and the wig came off and then Latrice just stood there and gave that absolutely incredible lip sync but I think if Maria would have been a bit more confident in that song perhaps and really sold the song she could actually have won that lip sync and not first but she didn't I think she almost faltered a little bit and I think she couldn't take her eye off of her if I'm really honest I think she was mesmerized by that ass. Yeah, <laughs> but like I from, I mean I'm not a gatekeeper of drag, and nor should anybody be. But it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like drag for me when it's a naked person with makeup on. It it feels burlesque, you know, rather yeah. than. And yeah, look, I think she probably ultimately won because she did manage to move a better fluidity and. Yeah. But the song was just so obese and so sassy. Mm-hmm. And I don't, neither mm-hmm. of them did a great job. So I guess mm-hmm. I was I, I I was still expecting her to win the second one. Mm, just okay. because yeah. Vania had again all the all the signs of of an early out, so I'm surprised yeah. uh, that she went home. But you know, but Vania gave me something that it I love. More it. funny, right? Yeah, a drag when a drag queen gives me that Sunday night cabaret in your local gay bar drag. Like I'm quite a fan of that. That's where drag came from. Let's not forget that the bar queen vibe. And um, Vania sold that for me. She gave that whole like she had every little word down. She wasn't missing a beat. She was being a bit flouncy, being a bit silly. We had a you know a good old fashioned blowjob joke. You know what I mean? It's like she kind of gave me that comfy feeling of drag on a Sunday in a bar after you've had your roast dinner and you're like oh I'm really loving this this is and I'm being entertained and it it kind of it fitted that song for me better than what uh drag Chuchi was doing oh I yeah I actually do I do I do think Vanya did personally did a better job but I think she did a better job in a way that often isn't rewarded in drag race yeah know? agreed yeah definitely <laughs> so yeah. that's why I kind of thought she was she was <laughs> She was a goner. Yeah. Let's move on to her next because she's actually next the person sure. to enter the runway or the, the workroom. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a violet vendor in the first one, which yeah. I it took me a while to realise. Oh, a lady who sells violets. Okay, gotcha. And then yes. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a lady that wears purple. Like yeah. was that what that was that what that word meant? A lady who wears purple. And I quite liked it. I was like, oh no, she's just she's just shifting flowers. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which like, that it was very um who will buy this wonderful <laughs> yes, yes, it would. yeah but then she got her her, her um selena s titties didn't she and it was like oh she's a bit naughty and she's got that kind of uh uh sexual undertones to her drag which is comes across in a very kind of camp jokey way i don't know if we're going to see more of that because we didn't in the eurovision look yeah and for eurovision she was remedius amaya who apparently was the 1983 entry and came last place in the competition so what an interesting choice to choose yeah <laughs> like, oh the country's biggest flop <laughs> maybe she was famous i don't know uh i can't really remember the look um it was like a blue and white vibe with um another bad wig i'm just gonna say it. another bad wig and um she had a kind of orange paddle with her oh she, yes it was quite oh, Quite it was very Mamma Mia. Yeah. Very Mamma Mia. Yeah. I quite liked the look. I didn't hate it. I think it was, um, yeah. I mean, all of her looks so far, I wouldn't say she's going to be our biggest fashion queen. If 
you know, without being harsh, I think she's got that more campy, fun, almost like, you know, Panto Dame vibe, which I really like, you know what I mean? I like a queen that brings a camp. And um, yeah, her makeup as well. Ugh, I don't know about this. I don't know. I think I think she might need a little bit of help from her sisters. That's what I'm going to say. Nice. Well, well phrased. Thank um, you. Yeah, I, I don't feel I know her well enough to be to find myself rooting for her. Mm. But um, she's she, her and Visa are kind of like, I never know what I'm going to get with them. So that's, yes. there's an element of excitement about that. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And I quite like that when you, you know they're not going to turn the corner in the same thing every week. Yes. As long as it's half decent. No. <laughs> Um, Clover Bish was in next obviously we both expressed how excited we were for a cis uh, female queen to be in the competition she did her original song in the in the runway she dressed up as New Year's Eve with a clock on her back and grapes in her head for the yes, yeah. Spanish runway and then she was one of two Salomes who was the 1969 winner for Spain in this both both these actually loved these like yeah. uh, hers was more electric blue mm-hmm. uh, fringe and it fit her yeah much better yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if you're going to wear a material like that um it's got to fit because then it fits you and then it moves as you move if it just is like a big caftan vibe and it's in that kind of tassely material you're just going to get lost in it no matter how gorgeous stunning fabulous you are you're going to get lost in that and um she got red for her wig but i actually quite liked her little beehive number in the eurovision look i I wasn't sure about the first look. Um, I have a Spanish friend who's very big on this eating grapes on New Year's Eve thing. It's, uh, you know, it's it's a big thing for them. And they all got it straight away. They got the references. And again, it's that cultural difference where I didn't pick up on it straight away. But the fact that judges did, it shows to me that she did her job. But I did not get the clock on the back. It was, I don't know. I felt I like... it was New Year's Eve counting down to... Yeah, but she had it on the on her necklace. And I don't think, what I think is that I don't think that it needed that little reveal moment on the back. I think it worked quite well as an outfit already. I love that green hair on her. And not many people can pull off Grinch green hair, but she managed to do it. And um, and yeah, her second look, the Eurovision one, they were a bit harsh on it, but I really liked it. Yeah, I, I liked really it too. Did. I yeah. don't know if you saw, she, she put up a, I guess a, a video or a reel on Instagram of her watching the show with her friend. And uh, oh. she really didn't like her look in the first episode because really, she was like right. cringing. And at the end of it, it ends with her being like, I'd give myself a four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love an honest queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, look, yeah, I really I mean, like she was, her. She was robbed in the second episode. She was robbed. Yeah, she, she, was. She, she did a great job. I liked her. I loved her look. Um, she came across well in the whole episode. She put on a show as Chanel and um, yeah, a, a bit harsh that she didn't take it home. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I wonder how she'll fare in acting and comedy challenges is my only thing I yes. concern for her. For yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see her go far. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And I think she's she's already putting herself out there in the front runners. I feel like that. Her confidence is there. She's coming out each week and doing what she needs to do. Not quite getting the flowers yet, but I think they're going to come. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, then we have Kelly Roller. Kelly Roller. Did Kelly you Roller. know she's from Tormelinas? Do you know what? I'm quite shocked. I don't think she mentioned it once. Well, I don't think so either. <laughs> um, okay, so her, out of all the looks that she's done so far, I think my favourite is probably the Eurovision with the Brooklyn Heights reveal because I did love that caftan into the look artist. I didn't like the wig again. 
becoming yeah. like the wig critique of yeah. drag banger. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but again, it was a really bad. What do they call it? They call it a shake in a bag wig. In oh, yeah, shake and go. Yeah, shake shake and go. It makes me think of the, you know those crisps where you put the salt in, you shake them. Do you have those? These are quite old school crisps. No, you you, you salt them to your own level you of saltiness. Salt yeah. I think they're probably banned for being unhealthy. But you basically used to get a packet of salt and then open it and put it in the crisps and shake them up. And every time they talk about shake and go wigs, I just think of those crisps. And I'm imagining all these drag queens sorting their wigs and like shaking them before the way they wear them. Um, tangent, apologies. But yeah, Kelly Roller, she's, you know, I think she's very confident. I think that she um, is, yeah, overconfident. Uh, the skating vibe, I mean, she's already fallen week one. She went off that stage. I imagine it's going to happen a few more times. Um, I'm con- I'm standing backstage at the paramedics wedding, waiting. Like, I'm waiting for the, the big, oh my God, I've taken out my leg moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think she's been one of the massive standout queens so far. But she, again, is is someone who could maybe could be someone to watch in the competition. It's a fun gimmick. Mm. She's a... Her, I don't know what it is. Her drag is, like, campy and kooky and, mm. like, matronly. And it's yes. kind <laughs> of a real juxtaposition from, like, a hot, muscular... You yeah. know, guy who's yeah. like overconfident and bitchy. It's mm-hmm. real sort of meeting of worlds. Her like I kind of forget. Like I kind of just can't really gel the in drag and out of drag persona between the two of them. I think because um, in drag she's quite soft. It's all quite like feathery hair and you know not like the most fitting of clothing. I mean, when she was doing the talent show, I did write down is skating a talent, and as I wrote that down, she then like jumped into the splits, and I was like, okay, it fucking is. I I admit it's a talent. Um, but. But again, a queen of a gimmick, and you gotta have a gimmick, it doesn't always go well because what's what have you got other than the skating? I mean, is she gonna wear skates in the snatch game? I'm quite interested to see that if she makes it that far. And just like okay, could be Jane Torrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But yeah, I mean, she, you know, she hasn't massively stood out, but she hasn't completely faded into the background. And I think that's kind of what I've got for her right now. I think that's what a gimmick's good for, but you always, like, especially in the in the Eurovision Challenge, when you couldn't tell them all apart, you're like, well, that's Kelly, because yeah, she's got the roll herself. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> and then you let her come, come out and do her little skating moment, yeah. like, feel these six beats, feel those six beats, off you go, little yeah. spin, come back now, come back now, brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, and her for, her look for Spain was Sandra Montiel, who they seemed to kind of give her flowers for, for oh, highlighting yes. as this... Yes. Trans lady activist from Tormelinos. Um, from where? Like, where is she from? Is she from? Where is she from? Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've heard of. It's a place called Tormelinos. <laughs> uh, should we do a little Tormelinos um, swear jar? And every time yeah. she mentions it, we have to put a pound in and see how much we accumulate by the end of the season. Okay. We'll, do, we'll do a Tormelinos tally. Love it! Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> see her go out in episode three and that idea is no don't curse it <laughs> um, yeah she, so she seems to not necessarily like get her essence perfectly according to Supreme but she yeah. uh, like I like people who who know who know who nod to these kind of like you know uh, four bearers of queer culture yeah, and um, and you know, coming out from behind the newspaper, you know, I know we've seen it done before on Drag Race, but 
coming out of like the huge newspaper and kind of hiding her whole self behind it. I quite enjoyed that because it's it's that coming out on stage with a bit of intrigue. And I do like to think of some of these, you know, moments where if I'm sitting watching it on a stage, which is how we all normally access drag, you know, not just from the television, I would be like, oh, that's fun. Do you know what I mean? And like little nods like that, at least she's got a few more kind of tricks up her sleeve other than 20 pairs of roller skates. Yeah. All no one will ever come out from behind a newspaper better than me should be on the X Factor. I mean, that isn't great. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she owns newspapers in my head now. Yeah. She, more than Rupert Murdoch, me yeah. should be. <laughs> or Max Malathony, because she was yeah. a person doing the work room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so interested to see how Kelly Roller rolls mm. through the competition oh yeah. blah, blah, blah. yes that was a week from the side. <laughs> <laughs> okay you next up we're skating through the competition yeah oh, there oh, we go. Shit, i'm using them up sorry i'll just keep writing <laughs> <it> out <laughs> um chanel anorex uh yeah. another hottie from oh my God, he's gorgeous. This time, gorgeous. Uh, did the kesha remix lip sync which i thought was teetering near the bottom now of of the performances i would have thought mm, and yeah. then she gave us Ruth Lorenzo with the umbrella and the seaweed in the Eurovision mm-hmm. challenge. I like her. Um, again, I suppose maybe because because these have been so like concept heavy, we don't get a real sense of their fashion yet. Yes. I but I would always imagine her to be like kind of a leatherette drag queen. Yes. Yeah. And I, the thing for me is like conceptual drag is great, but was the Eurovision Challenge the right one to do it in? I don't know. I just, I wasn't sure if the whole umbrella and seaweed and sea monster vibe was, I don't know if it was the right moment to do that in for me. Um, I Her, her Kesha, Kesha lip sync, I enjoyed it. I don't mind a bit of the gothy weird stuff, you know, and um, I mean, those um, Sam Smith critics, if they'd have seen this one, they'd have really lost their mind. Yeah. I mean, he was literally full on, like, embalming Beelzebub on the stage. Like, it was, it was, I quite enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, but yeah, again, we didn't mention her till quite far in this, and that isn't a good sign, I don't think, with some of these queens, because it's like they're not maybe standing out enough already in these first few episodes. Um, I think that. She's popular with the other queens, which is always going to do well in the series because you want to have friends in the competition. Um, But ultimately, I don't think the judges have had masses of really positive things to say about her so far. She's kind of gone safe all the way through. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like when it's like Chanel Anorex and is about mm -hmm. to turn the corner, I'm more excited than I am when it's Hornella. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and it's for whatever hot. reason, really hot. Mm. Keep him in. <laughs> yeah, such fickle gaze. <laughs> <laughs> but now, no, I'm, I'm, I am genuinely interested to see more of Chanel. Sorry, yeah, yeah. on on the stage of Drag Race because I think that they're probably going to give us something different every week, and that's much more exciting, like you say, than some of the other queens who are already feeling a bit one note. Yeah, so yeah, I could just because they're hot, but yeah, I, I, I'm I still excited to see what they do. And someone who I'm, I'm like really struggling my bias towards mm. is Visa, because every time I hear Visa, I, because it's such a like everyday name, mundane name, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to enjoy this. And I think I've loved every single thing they've done. Yes. Their talent yeah. show yeah. with the gymnastics and the acrobatics oh yeah. was amazing. <laughs> then the the look as the Sagrada Familia into the Gaudi 
sort of lizard thing was brilliant. And then, okay, yeah, they also did Salome. And yes, theirs didn't fit as much. But I liked it because it was the first time I saw it. And then they also revealed into that Chiqui de Cuerte character as well. So, yeah. like... I don't know what it is that I'm not connecting with them whenever because I, I don't <laughs> seem to remember how good they are every time they turn the corner. Yeah, but it's very, very true. Good. And also, they haven't been massively prominent in like the workroom, in their confessionals. And listen, it's all part of the game. And if you're not kind of grabbing my attention in those moments, then you may come out and do an amazing presentation on the on the stage in the runway, you know, transforming from, you know, these kind of Mayan goddesses into lizards and all this amazing stuff. But I'm not picking up on you throughout the episode. So having that one moment of kind of splendor at the end or in your talent show, it's all well and good, but I need some consistency in that all the way through. And maybe Visa's just trying to get herself comfortable. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure about this one. I don't know if the if the looks are gonna carry them through. I'm hoping that we'll get maybe completely taken by surprise in like an acting challenge or a comedy challenge and they might come out and really like storm it that would be really good for them going forward because at the moment I, I don't know I don't know yeah I'd like to get to know them more and especially since yeah. they're Mexican they'll have a different yeah. sort of viewpoint as the rest of the queens you know um so I'd like to see more of them because mm. what they do is is very good but it could just be the um the lack of confessional time they've gotten because you know yeah I, I I wouldn't think of them. Oh, she's being honest. massively Robin Fierce. Let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> she's being massively 100%. Robin Fierce. <laughs> but you know, the only the only person who can change that is the Queen themselves when they're recording this. You know, that's they've got a you've got to give good confessional. It's it's like one of the biggest parts of the game. You know, you want to have those meme memeable moments. You know, World of Wonder and all that. They want stuff to work with. And if you're not going to give it in those moments, then you're going to struggle when the episode airs. I always say. Um... Priyanka won Canada on the confessionals alone. A hundred percent. As did Jinx. I think that Jinx won in her original season. Like her confessionals were great. You know what I mean? And she, and you know, the Queens that give those, Bianca gave great confessional. You know what I mean? It's, um, and so far, really the ones that are doing it for me in Drag Race España are Pinchadora. She's giving some really good confessional. And, um, Hornella is giving some good confessional. Yeah, Chanel's good. And Chanel is giving some good confessional. Mm. So they're getting all the limelight. Yeah. Finally, then, um, they do a little fake out. And they're like, here's the 12. Lol, no. Here comes the Macarena. Uh, she's back. Which I'm glad to see she's back. Because I always feel sorry for the queens who get eliminated first based on a design challenge. Because yes. it's like, yeah. there's the one thing I can't do and I've got sent home for it. At least... You know, you can choose what you do with your, in your talent show. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of conversation about her tan. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I mean, well, they, they said blackfishing. They said it. You know, they're, they're Spanish queens. They're not afraid to say it. I don't necessarily think that it was. I'm also in no position to say if it is or if it isn't. So it's a tricky one. Well, it seems to genuinely be the colour of her skin rather yeah. than like an affectation of like darker, you know, uh, foundation I, or whatever. I think there's also an element of that. We saw it the first time that Shangela popped out of that box. Those queens tried to drag her down straight away because they're intimidated. This queen has done it before. Okay, she got pork chopped. We know that. But she's had a good career afterwards. She's taught, you know, she's done things like drag con and stuff like that. So she's got her, you know, she's got herself out there. She's a name, you know. I, I'm really glad she's back. I really liked her in her season. I'm, I'm scared she's going to have the, uh, 
the vibe of do you remember Nadia from Big Brother so when she came back and did the all-stars one she was a bit smug and wasn't that lovely person that I'd kind of fallen in love with I'm a bit worried already that Macarena's done that um she's definitely got at least Nadia won (laughs) (laughs) so true so 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 true I don't know I'm glad to see Macarena back but she hasn't done amazing in these first two episodes I don't think no but the um the the first runway with Mm -hmm. about you know torturers and culture yes brilliant yeah, I loved it. And she looked amazing. She looked absolutely phenomenal. Um, I didn't get the bit at the back with the feather duster sticking out of her. I didn't get that bit. Yeah. Or the or the white um corsets. Or, or the white corsets. Yeah. <laughs> I was quite distracted by the feather dusters, so I was okay. But um yeah, and uh, but I I think that she I don't know. She needs to calm herself down slightly and just really embrace the fact that she was asked to come back and and find out in herself again what that is that made them want to see her again because I've got a horrible feeling that she's not quite got that figured out yet and it might lead to a bit of a uh I don't know I don't know queens that have come back and haven't done very well Veronica Green for example who came back but didn't quite tap into the magic that we'd seen the first time round um and yeah I'm, I'm a bit worried about Macarena I don't I don't know I don't know. Yeah, that's what that, that happy say to her as well, which is like, you're not leaning into the things that we like about you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but to be fair, like, she's funny and she's really personable. Mm. Um, and she hasn't really had the opportunity, I guess in the talent show she could have, but she also is like a, a music creator. So yeah, maybe yeah. in this ball we'll get, we'll get a bit of personality, I don't know. But I'm, I'm so, I find myself rooting for her. Yeah, I agree. Same. And I I liked her the first time round. I'm I'm glad she's back. I'm glad she's had a second opportunity. Um, I just hope she doesn't bloody spoil it. Yeah, agreed. Bestia won the first challenge. Were you were you in agreement? Yeah, I mean, like I say, her I, I did enjoy her song um in the talent show. I thought she had some amazing looks, but for me, look, she won it on the Serrano Ham. I mean, a Serrano yeah. Ham nun is gonna be one of my favourites ever, ever, ever. And I just yeah, she kind of took it with that with that moment. And it was the moment that people were talking about online after the episode, and that to me shows that kind of the right winner was chosen. Yeah. Do you agree with was she your winner on the first Oh absolutely, episode? absolutely, yeah. For the same reason, like I thought the, the channel was good. Um, and she did pivot genre like she went from this sort of like pop ballad to this pop punk performance yes. and gave yeah. you like a real sort of range of her her skill and then yeah the fashion of that for Serrano Ham not just because I love Serrano Ham yeah. but also because it was great <laughs> and I think as well in her confessionals I, I like her I find myself wanting to see what she's going to do next she had a bit of a stumble on that Eurovision look and it, it worried me slightly it, it knocked me off of oh okay I thought this was this super creative super talented super original queen and then you decide to wear that and I don't know but then saying that we just spoke about was Eurovision the right place to be conceptual maybe not so maybe that's what she thought sitting at home when she got the you know letter or email or fax or owl or however they get told what what the challenge is going to be and she thought you know what I'm just going to go in there I'm going to do this Eurovision person because it will it it won't knock me off kilter from the other queens yeah yeah no I think that's probably fair um I think I I agreed most like the other two tops Hornella 
I, okay, I probably wouldn't put Hornell on the top of the first episode. Um, but yeah, I guess she did sing live, which is more difficult. Paquita, who did the the pole dancing mm-hmm. and did the great Okana look, I I totally would I would agree with that. I'd probably put Visa in the top three in the first episode. To be fair, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, she was a she was great, great, great entrance for her on that. Yeah, one. I think so too. Um, uh, I thought the Macarena deserved to be low, and then um, Drag Chuchi, and yeah, I thought like I agreed with the judging. I think in both episodes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Except that, for the winning thing, for a second, uh, you know, yeah, the winning thing. And I also, I know, I don't know. There was something about me that thought Paquita should maybe have been put in the bottom in the second episode, only because I know that her runway was amazing, but that was for me a little bit of an unforgivable performance on the main stage of Drag Race, and I think I would have slightly been a bit harsher. And punished her for that and put her in the bottom with Chuchi. That's yeah. what I would have done. I actually think I agree because she had a bigger role and it was thus a bigger, more a bigger uh, disappointment. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think they were unfair to punish Clover for what they thought was not a great outfit when I think she did a great job. Yeah. Good that we're in agreement. Um, who's going to win? Oh, not the big question already. <laughs> Bloody Nora. Thanks for the heads up. Um, uh, God, I think that... God, I don't know. Look, I think Paquita has got something there. And I think there's something about... I know she's just had this bad moment. If she can pull it back on the acting or performance of the next challenges, I think she could go quite far. Um Chanel, I think they're almost gearing her up for a pretty good placement. Macarena, if she doesn't stumble again, is gonna probably go quite far. And Bestia, I think she's I think she's a queen to watch as well. Um if I just named all of them now, would you punish me? Because I'm just gonna <laughs> I'd like I to see you I just, try. If I yes. just kept talking, maybe Visa, Honella, they could. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I I feel like I can normally call it quite early on. I normally have a good sense of just so many bloody seasons of this and how it's edited and how it's put together and what they're showing of the queens. But I think they've been quite fair on Drag Race Espana, and there isn't really a clear front runner. And then there's also Clover Bish, who is almost like the kind of. You just don't, I just don't know about her. I think that she is incredibly talented and I can't wait to see her do a more performance-based challenge because if she's got that as well, she could go really, really far. Yeah. How about Clover, you? What do you think? Clover, yeah, Clover Bish, I mean, is the one I'm the most hyped for, but that doesn't mean she's going to win. Like, mm. season one and two had such clear winners. Yes. You yeah. know, Carmen yeah. and Sharon were so, like, such legends. And, like... Carmen kind of made herself clear maybe two or three episodes in. I think that was the same for Sharon as well. Mm. Uh, and then like all the rumours that Sharon was originally asked to be the host and everything. So you couldn't like you could, uh, you know, it's hard to see how anyone else was going to win in that scenario. Um, so, yeah, like I'm trying to fight my my early bias of being like, well, I yeah. love Bessie and I love and I love uh, Clover Bish. But yeah. I think I I think it might be more someone like Paquita or Petita yeah yeah I agree and um I just think that you're right there's something about those two they are quietly confident and um queens like that can go really really far in drag race 
you know, I know myself. I, you know what? It's so bloody annoying when it's the super young queens and you're like, as if you know yourself, when I was your age, I was like passing out Diego bombs by 10 o'clock and being a mess and you're on drag race and killing it. You know what I mean? It's, and I have nothing but respect for the younger queens that are just so put together. I mean, it's giving, it's giving Aquaria vibes coming into that you know from the womb into the workroom and just absolutely killing it and um yeah they they could definitely go super super far yeah well look i guess we'll have to find out um thank and you there's so gonna be a twist and there's a twist we don't oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. come back <laughs> i was like i need to write down the twist because i'll forget to talk about it and i just did forget to talk about it is it going to be a game within a game is it going to be a slicking up making that i take think down? they're gonna do that thing that they've realized is super, super, super popular now and do like a La Rupalooza or however you want to call it. And I think the queens that have gone home are going to get a chance to come back and either form a band together and take on the queens that were still in the competition or it'll be one-on-one lip syncs. I think they're going to do something along that line. I I loved that twist in All-Stars 3 with the Eliminated yes. Queens being a girl group. And yes. I personally believe that the Eliminated Queens won that challenge. And I'm yes. kind of raging we never got it again. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I don't know, there's just something about the the way that they've phrased it in that, you know, it's not your, you've got your second chance, but I think it'll be a one hit wonder chance. They'll get one chance to come in again and either compete or do one thing and then that'll be that. And I don't know how far they're going to kind of drag that on for. It might be a halfway vibe. Maybe at the very end, they're going to be a drag jury again and, and decide on who goes into the finale. Well, that was the twist in Elsa 3 that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes i mean we'll wait and see but i think that you know because i was quite surprised that chuchi went so early i think they were bigging her up quite a lot and, and showing quite a lot of her and i think she was quite shocked and they were quite shocked so i, I don't know i don't know we'll see and hopefully we'll get to see maria's little lip quiver again because i miss yes it one last time one last time maria yeah. <laughs> gracias fan <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, thank you so much for taking the time to, to watch that and join me today. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into episode three and four with you pretty soon. Yes, me too, my love. Thank you again for having me. And uh, viva España. Viva España. <laughs> <laughs>